Hi guys, and welcome back to episode 5 of Face for Radio. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your week to listen to our voices again. It really means a whole lot to the three of us. If you have been enjoying the podcast, it would be so awesome if you could leave any ratings or reviews for us to check out, as this is pretty much our only form of feedback, and we would absolutely love to hear what you guys have to say. Today we continue the discussion on phobias, as I tell the guys about a few that fascinated me in an attempt to also pique their interest. I hope you have a wonderful time, and I'll see you again later on. Ta-ra. Welcome back to Face for Radio. (laughs) Uh, Ruben. Yeah? That's my job. Oh, cool. Well, you made me do it at one point last week. Genuphobia! Oh, we started. Is this is this okay. the new episode? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Sorry. I mean... I thought we were having a natter. Go on. <laughs> what's the word again, Sam? <laughs> Come on, Sam, what's the word? Geniophobia. I think I can get this. I think I can get this one. I think Is this the one that was similar to my one? It is. It's similar to your one, and Sam guessed elbows for your one. So for this one, I'm going to guess knees. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, the fear of knees, baby. Crikey. Fear of knees. It's my favourite mountain range. Okay. So geniophobia is the fear of other people's knees, your knees, and the actual act of kneeling. Oh. oh okay. The act of kneeling was what got me there. That's Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Because Scott didn't say, like, the act of chinning. <laughs> I feel like you don't, you don't really use your chin to chin someone, though. If you're going to chin someone, it's like... <laughs> I, do, I just mimed an uppercut. Ruben, you sound like you've chinned someone before. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm from witness, what to expect. That's okay. very true. So there's a lot of things associated with reasons that you might get this phobia in the first place. The first is knee pain. If you have any, like, joint issues in your knees or anything, that can add to the hatred of knees, I guess. Sure. Right. So for all of my things, I kind of, I went into like newspaper articles and things like that as well to like see people that had it and like what had caused theirs. Sure. And someone that I found with genophobia, they had a very severe case because when they were growing up in their sort of household, nobody showed their knees. Oh. It was a very private body part for them. And they'd grown up homeschooled, so they would never have been exposed to that like outside the house. Sure. Is this like a cultural thing? Is this like... No, no, this was just the family had done it. So it's not... It wasn't a religious reason. I don't even think it was for like a specific purpose. It was just something they never did. They all wore trousers and long dresses. Oh, so it's quite unknown for that person then to see a knee. So when this person had like gone out into the big wide world and people had been wearing shorts. <laughs> Say that again, Sam. <laughs> shorts. Beautiful. <laughs> She'd been kind of uncomfortable, as you would be. Well, I actually, I have a story about this. Of course you do. It was when I was in college. I'm not afraid of them, but I'm not especially keen on my knees. I just, you know, they're just not something that I tend to get out. Like, look at this bad boy's knees. So, like, I didn't wear shorts. Not on purpose, just by coincidence, until probably about halfway through second year of college. And so I had worn shorts in the past. But um, not like in the in the college building. So when I went to college with shorts on, people could see my knees. Everyone was really haunted by it. Everyone thought it was really weird. <laughs> they could see I, my friend, little Megan. I just remember she looked me up and down that day when I walked in, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "I'm perturbed by the fact that Reuben has knees." And that's that <laughs> that stuck with me. And so as soon as you were like fear of someone else's knees, I was like, Megan. Scott, this is where you're supposed to say shout out to Megan if she's listening. Oh, sh- shout out to um, 
I think that's a more achievable reach than Brendan Urie and David Icke, which were the previous shout-outs. I, I, I can very easily send this in a message to Meg and be like, by the way, I don't think I could probably get away with that with David Icke. Give, give him a tweet. I can slightly relate to it, because in school, or primary school, obviously we are, in, the, in the winter we all wore trousers, but in the summer we were allowed to wear shorts. And for about five years of my six years there, I never wore shorts because I was scared that people would laugh at my knees and my legs. Aww, so, that's so I always wore, until year six, I always wore long sleeve trousers in the blistering heat of summer. <laughs> Sorry, long, long sleeve, sleeve trousers. trousers. <laughs> right, shut up, you know what I mean. Long legs. <laughs> It's just trousers. That's why Scott didn't want to get his legs out because he's just got more arms down there. Oh. <laughs> Maybe this is the fear of elbows. What the, the hell have I just said? Is something stupid I've said? <laughs> as long as you continue to say stupid stuff. Right, lad, seriously, right? I, I open up about this traumatic experience in my life. And I'm very sorry about this. It's just... <laughs> you sound so sorry. I'm crying a bit. Isn't that just trousers? <laughs> if they have short, shorter sleeves, then they're not trousers. Right, you know what I meant, though. Leave me alone. It's like... <laughs> oh. Sam, start talking, mate. So, the last thing about this one is some of the like the, the web pages that I read about it said that genophobia can also be caused by the, the sort of fear of submission. So, like, the act of kneeling is like a form of submission. Sure. Right. So, perhaps due to, like, something in the past where they've been forced to submit to something or, like, just a general fear of having to submit to something. That's dark. Can cause a fear of actual knees. Well, got nothing to say to that, to be honest. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'll move on then. Yeah. <laughs> Long sleeve trousers. <laughs> All right, listen to this one, lads. Selena phobia. Fear of Celine Dion. <laughs> we knew you were going to say that. So it's like QI when you get the, uh, the klaxon. Maybe <laughs> you thought it was fear of Selena Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> Is Celine the moon? That's correct. Yeah. Gosh, you are a nerd, you. <laughs> well, the, I think the thing with phobias is that a lot of them are named after Greek stuff, and I've been reading my Percy Jackson, so, you know. Uh... Gosh, you are a nerd. Jeez. So, Selena's in terms of the moon, and then Phobos at the end. I'm not entirely sure what Phobos is from. Yeah, so... where, do, where does Phobos come from? It's Greek, I think. But anyway, it is the fear of the moon along with the actual moon itself, the light of the moon, and thinking and talking about the moon. So they're going to hate this discussion then, are they? I think any fear that you talk about is therefore going to be stressful for someone that has the fear. They also always buy their birthday cards off Funky Pigeon, but we'll not get into that. Because they can't go to Moon Pig. Yeah, cool. Jeez. This one is more of a like spiritual phobia. Sure. And it stems from mainly like superstition and folklore. So werewolves and... Like other sort of fairy tale creatures that only come out in the full moon, mm. which is pretty interesting because that's like that's definitely something you have to have mentally. Like you don't need something physically to happen to you if you're that way inclined mentally, then that can just happen. Yeah, I don't think anyone will have had like a, a traumatic moon related experience specifically. You do say that, unless something happened in the moonlight, and I that brings me straight onto oh. 
the NCBI, which is the National Center of Biotechnology in the USA, did a study in the early 1990s. And they found that the crime rate dramatically rises on the night of a full moon. Oh, it's a cover-up for the um, for the werewolves. Uh, maybe. Or the lizard people. Or the lizard people. <laughs> it's all David Ike's fault. <laughs> David Ike's back at it again. But don't you think it's pretty interesting that, like, the crime rate goes up on a full moon? Like, it's a superstition that full moon brings out, like, all these creatures and stuff. Yeah, brings out the worst in people. Yeah, but I think that's what werewolves are as well, isn't it? It's like bringing out the evil side of a normal person. Yeah. Like, the idea behind it. It's the same in most kind of myths like that. Like, vampires, werewolves, or even zombies, for example. They're all kind of based on the negative traits of what humans hide. Yeah. So, perhaps, this phobia would also happen due to the increased crime rate on the night of a full moon. Say you were a victim of one of these crimes... That's, yeah, it could be plausible. Yeah, well, it's, there's like there's there's a huge history of the belief that like the moon and the stars and all that impact human behavior and human hormonal levels and stuff. Yeah, which is where uh, you get astrology from. So would be more inclined to violence and less sort of inhibited on a full moon. Yeah, and to add to the the sort of spiritual level of it all as well. Obviously, you guys know the moon is responsible for like controlling the tides of the sea. Yeah. yeah, and for that reason, people think that it has a strong connection with like the water element. Yeah, in general. Right. And one of the things that that adds to this phobia is that people are made of seventy percent water. It's true. So the moon could control seventy percent of you. Hmm. Um. Sure. Ruben trying to think of something intellectual to say. After <laughs> trying to dispute it. <laughs> and I don't. I don't think there's in much well, as seventy percent of us is water. Us is very small. Like, human beings are really little compared to, like, the ocean. That's true, but what it means is, it's just saying that if the moon wanted to, it could make us do 70% of whatever it wanted us to do. Sure. Which is adding to that, like, mentality of, oh, actually... Yeah, if if, if you're of the mentality that, like, the moon is an, an active being... Yeah, and that would make you scared of it. Yeah. Like, if you thought something was going to control you, you'd be scared of it, which is something that I understand about this one. I can understand it when you put it like that. Yeah, I feel that. It just adds a bit of, like, some of these, and with some of them that Scott said, I was kind of like, I don't really understand why people would be scared of that. But for this one, that, for me, adds a little bit of that factor back into it. So it's not, it's not, for example, the shape or the look of the moon or the moon as a concept. Well, uh, the... like, in part, it is that as well. But I think everything, like, kind of comes together to make one phobia of it. Yeah. And being scared of the actual moon in the sky would come from being scared of knowing what it could do to you. In your yeah. mind, anyway. That, that's understandable, I suppose. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. There's my catchphrase. It's pretty cool. Shots! <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to find my catchphrase. Which one should I do next, guys? We don't know what you are. Yeah, we, so... don't, we don't know what you have. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do this one, because it's relevant to something that happened to me this very same day. Ooh. Oh, okay. It's kind of not, but it kind of is. Anyway. Sam, do you mean the same day as in right now or the same day a year ago? I can tell you that it was about three and a half hours ago. Okay, so it's, it's that relevant then. Yeah. It's recent. It's raw. Yeah. Ruben, I'm going to ask you to stay quiet because this one's a little more obvious. Cool. And I think Scott can get this. I don't know if I feel patronised or encouraged. <laughs> I'd feel patronised if I were you, Scott. Oh, it's it, oh, it's more obvious so Scott will get it. I just know that Ruben would blurt it out straight away. That's what I'm trying to say. He's right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Papyrophobia. 
Papyra. Papyraphobia. I've definitely heard the papyra word before. Ruben, you know it, right? Yeah, I think. Of course he knows it. He knows everything. That's a bold assumption, Scott. <laughs> okay, you know, okay, he knows more than me. Like, Not so bold. Papyraphobia. I'm going to have to count you down, I'm afraid, buddy. Uh, um, scared of papyra. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't spell it, let alone know what it is. <laughs> All right, Ruby Doo. Fear of paper. That's right, fear of paper. Are you joking me? Fear of paper. Papyrus is the word. Yeah, I've heard that word. It's the fear of touching, writing on, or being cut by paper. Okay, being cut by paper, I can understand. Yeah, that's painful, it stings. Hey guys, want to hear what happened to me three and a half hours ago? Did you get a paper cut? I didn't. Oh. Wrote a letter? No. Did you touch paper? I didn't, no. So, so nothing to do with the phobia then? Were you afraid of touching paper? I wasn't, no. So what happened? Oh, I'll tell you. This is what I meant by it's kind of relevant, but also not. I was just tucking into a, a nice pot of jelly. And the wrapper of the jelly was like that tin foil stuff. Ah, yeah. And I licked the jelly off and it sliced my tongue. Oh, yeah. And it's stinging right now. Feel that. The only actual full-on scar that I have on my body is from tinfoil. Oh, tell me more. Um, Well, I was was a scout for quite a while. Were you? I would you believe it? Yes, I was. I was a scout. For about 16 years. No, 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 not 16 years. That's not right. How old am I? (laughs) (laughs) For about 12 years. About 12 years, I was a scout. Okay. We were making camp ovens once. So it's like, um, it's made out of like a cardboard box and some tinfoil and you can cook stuff in it. Daniel Brown built who was like a family friend, walked past me with some tin foil. Shout out to Daniel Brownbill if he's listening. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for it. You're getting too predictable, Scott. Brilliant. Yeah, Brownbill, if you're listening. Thank you for the scar. <laughs> Thank you for the scar. But yeah, he's, uh, he, he, he walked past me with tin foil and the tin foil just sliced my arm open. Oh. And it was like, there was blood everywhere. It was horrible. But yeah, and I've, and I've still got the scar. Me and Ruben have now discussed childhood injuries. We're just waiting for Scott's. Yeah, Scott's going to come out <laughs> on. Well, I've I've got one, but it's got nothing to do with paper or tin foil. When he was a child, he got his foot trapped in a trolley. <laughs> Not far off, to be honest. When I was on, I went on a camping holiday, and it was the last day, and the campsite was also a farm, and we were allowed to walk around the farm or see whatever animals they had. Yeah. And I decided to ride my bike through a barn, <laughs> and I fell off it, and I sliced my little toe directly down the middle on a plough. Yeah, and it was because it was the last day. We had a three and a half hour car journey home, so my dad had to get all his pairs of socks that he hadn't worn and wrap them round my foot because we had no bandages. Oh no! And you know what phobia you developed that day? What electorophobia? Ooh, what's that? The fear of chickens. Well, no, because there wasn't any chickens around, Sam. (laughs) At a farm? Sam, that was a weak segue. Yeah. (laughs) No, that wasn't one of my phobias. That's just what I know. Oh, sure. Yeah, but like... I've nowhere near finishing papyrophobia. Come on. There wasn't any chickens nearby. (laughs) Oh, on a farm. Sorry for assuming that there was chickens on the farm that you sliced your toe on, Scott. I won't make that assumption again. Well, well, Sam, there probably was, but there was none none near the barn in question. (laughs) They weren't, like, (laughs) hidden watching him. Well, hang on then. Let me just Google the fear of farm ploughs then. Hang on, give me a minute. (laughs) Well, I don't have a fear of it. I just hurt myself. I bet there's, like, agoraphobia or something like that. Farm equipment. (laughs) When I was three years old, I fell over and sliced my eye on a bath. 
So there's a scar on the side of my face. This is going too far. Well, you were on about childhood injuries. So just like the fear of long words, the intensity of pyrophobia can increase based on the type and size of the paper. So if you see like like a post-it note, you wouldn't be as scared as if you saw a poster hanging up. Similarly, people would have individual papers that they are more scared of than others. So like glossy paper might be more scary than A4 paper. That is weirdly specific compared to the rest of them. It is, but I suppose if you had a traumatic paper-related experience, you'd be more scared of the paper that hurt you. Yeah, like now I'm not going to lick tinfoil lids. (laughs) Is that true? Never again. I licked it straight afterwards. There was still jelly there. I thought you might have. <laughs> I've noticed of all of these, half, most of them we've listed are due to traumatic stress. Most phobias are. Well, yeah, mainly. Yeah, but like some fears like spiders, they just look creepy, but these ones are all No, but of... I like spiders. <laughs> you want to know what else it can be caused by? Sure. Poor pensmanship. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a very bad writer. If you can't write well, you could be scared of paper. Really? Essentially. Well, some people are. I mean, my handwriting's not great. I often can't read what I just wrote. Yeah, I can't. So have I I narrowly escaped a fear of paper? I think so. That's what we're learning today a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I can't really write manually, if that makes sense. Because my arm, my arm feels weird when I do it, so I try and avoid it. That's why I usually type stuff up instead of writing it all down. You know why that is, though, Scott? I just can't write. No, you need to start wearing your trousers on your legs instead of on your arms. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> famously getting them the wrong way around and it'll be causing a lack of circulation in your hand I think quite possibly Sam quite possibly so I'll tell you a little story because last time that went really well cool there was once a young boy and he was just in a school minding his own business let's say he was sitting in geography lesson and they were learning about Mount Vesuvius is this young boy you Sam it's not me. Oh. This is just a story that I found on the internet. Oh. But I'm making up parts and I'm embellishing it to make it more interesting for the listener, Ruben. Incredible. And this young boy was just doing his work, minding his own business, when his spidey senses started tingling. And as he looked over to his left, he saw one of his mates prattin' around on the other side of the room, scrumple up paper into a ball and launch it over at him, right? And as this paper ball hit him, he had an actual panic attack and started fitting. Oh, oh dear. And that wasn't the start of his phobia. That was because he was already terrified of paper. And you know why I told you this story? Why? It's to show you how devastating the effects of this phobia can be on someone that has it. How horrendous papyrophobia truly can be. It is a monster. It is. It's a whammer. I mean, whammer's like a good word. It's a real humdinger. No, but this isn't good, guys. You... Oh, God. This is bad. This is bad. Papyrophobia equals bad. So is shopping trolleys in a canal. I feel like most phobias are bad. Yeah. They're not named after the Greek god of fear because they're out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I feel like everyone's going to know this, so you can just shout it out straight away for my fourth phobia, because I couldn't resist. Phobophobia. Fear of fear itself. Scared of having... Scared It's fear of phobias. Oh, yeah. You're all right. All three of you. Hey. Hey. Well done, Scott. Thank you. However, did you know... Don't know. ...that phobophobia is the rarest phobia in the world? No way. Yeah. So, it is much more common to have a phobia of an actual thing than to be scared of phobias themselves. So if anyone has phobophobia, should we give them like a trigger warning at the beginning of the, uh, of the podcast? I think if anyone has phobophobia, like genuinely has it, I want them on the podcast. No, because we're talking about fears. That would be so... No, not this podcast. Like, I'd like them to come on and talk about themselves. But would they then be talking about their fear and then therefore be discussing a phobia? 
which is phobophobia. They would be, Ruben. And I will tell you that one of my bullet points is that speaking or thinking about a fear can be extremely difficult as the fear potentially worsens from that point. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I laughing? That's not nice. (laughs) So, Sam, with with that information, you think that's a good idea to come to a podcast and talk about the phobies? (laughs) It would be a good podcast. It'd be a great podcast, but they, they'd hate it. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Why is Ruben like the person who's now worrying about them? I mean, yeah. just crying. I am a bit, yeah. So, phobophobia is linked quite heavily to claustrophobia. Yeah, that's, that's relatable. Which is fear of small places. Yeah. Small spaces and, and like yeah. crowded spaces. And witnessing other people's phobias and not wanting to get one. So, if someone had a close friend that had a bad phobia... And like saw it every day, they would become like paranoid almost if they were to get this phobia and become so paranoid that they would try with all their might not to get a phobia, in which case they would come out with phobophobia. It would have to be to an extent that your life was altered, just like with the rest of the phobias. Like it has to be life altering. But for this reason, some people get phobophobia and alter their life accordingly so that they don't get a phobia. So with that example, so say if... Ruben was scared of, was claustrophobic, for example. Yeah. And I'd seen Ruben in a state of panic by stepping in a lift. Yeah. And I would think, I don't don't want to be like that, so therefore I would avoid all lifts and all small spaces just to avoid possibly getting that phobia. Potentially, yeah. Right, okay. And I think that's why it's so heavily, like, matched with claustrophobia, because that is obviously one of the much more common phobias. Yeah. Probably just because that's a more common experience for people to be in a small space, like a lift. Hmm. You've explained it well, to be honest. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, because like, when, when you said it out loud, I was a bit like, how the hell does that make any sense? But when you put it like the idea of possibly getting a phobia, and you gave that example, it kind of, it does make sense to me now. Yeah. I think out of all the ones that we've all discussed, I mean, that, to be honest, that's the one that I'm understanding the most. Yeah? Yeah. Until I tell you my last one. How many, how many have you got? This is my last one, I just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Long sleeve trousers. Long sleeve trousers. <laughs> this one, I've had permission to talk about. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <gasps> no, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> oh, well, all right. If, if, if Ruben knows, then can I answer it? I will tell you now, Scott, this is a guaranteed win for you. Oh, go on. When I tell you that this phobia is called banana phobia. Is <laughs> Is that the official name? It is. It is the official name, banana phobia. Banana phobia. And it is when someone is terrified of seeing and feeling a banana. Oh, God. And Caitlin, my girlfriend, has this. Right. Yeah, and, like, we we all edited our lives at uni so that Caitlin didn't need to see a banana. Like, if I I had a banana in my bag, I would move away from her, eat the banana, and then come back and join in. Wait, lads, first of all, shout out to Caitlin if she's listening. Oh. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest, Scott, she won't have made it this far. That's fine. Well, shout out to Caitlin anyway if she's listening. Um, Like us more. Yeah, please. I really would like you to like me. I think it would be good if you liked Sam, yeah. Yeah. Sam, where does this fear of bananas stem from? Well, Scott, for Caitlin specifically, it didn't really stem from anywhere, I don't think. Did she slip on a banana, a banana peel? She said that when she was when she was younger, she was forced to eat them, as parents force children to eat healthy food. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's... However, this specific food she absolutely despised, and it put her off, and then she avoided them, and it got worse and worse. Kind of like phobophobia, a bit. not Not fully, but a bit. Mm-hmm. And... That just made her terrified of bananas. 
I will tell you, I could only find one case of it on the internet. Was it from Caitlin? It wasn't. Oh. It was from a girl in Canada. And Reuben, you will not believe it. When she was three years old, she slipped on a banana peel. Yes! I mean, that's bad for her. No. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) I was right. So, as comical as it is, really, she slipped on a banana peel and was forever terrified of bananas. That's sad. I just thought I'd add that in because it affects my life now, too. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, Sam, quick question. You have a weird thing about oranges, don't you? Yeah, but it's not a phobia. I just hate the smell of a freshly peeled orange. Does that not class as a phobia then? Or is it just something you... No, because I would hold one. But you just won't, you just don't like... If somebody shoved it in your face, you'd feel ill. I wouldn't even feel ill. The smell's just disgusting and I don't want to particularly touch it. But it's not like like a phobia. I'm not scared of them. I think I'm, I'm like that with most food, to be honest. I've got a weird thing about textures. The difference is, when I shop with Caitlin, we can't like walk and stop in the aisle that the bananas are in you know what i mean yeah like we have to move past them out of view before we can stop crikey which is you know life altering and therefore a legitimate phobia (laughs) is this applause for me or for caitlin both well done sam you did very good research (laughs) thank you does anyone have any questions about the the phobias what were they again oh excellent uh, geniophobia. Yeah, knees. There was, yeah, there was knees, there was... Knees, selenophobia, the moon. Moon. Phobias, paper, bananas. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've got no questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I just read you the whole list again then. Well, no, that, just, that just means that you've done a good job. Congratulations. Yeah. I guess so. You've explained it all well, so I've got no further questions to ask, Your Honour. Have any of you ever experienced any of these particular phobias in your life? Well, banana phobia, I know Caitlin. Yeah. So. Knees, me and Ruben have both discussed. Oh, yes, your long sleeved trousers. Your long sleeved trousers. Yeah, long sleeved trousers. And I don't think Megan is afraid of my knees. I think she just wasn't expecting to see them. <laughs> and what a sentence that was. I'd hate to be the, that person who, who, who isn't expecting knees on a human. Maybe we can get her official review. Uh, on on the next episode. Do you want me to get her to like re- record a little passage about her experience <laughs> with my knees? I mean, yeah, or you can just relay it to us. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, if you re- if you record, if you get a recording of her saying it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then that would appeal to a whole new audience that I like to call the females. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a female voice in this very andro-heavy show. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, heck yeah! Let's do that. Heck yeah. Woo. Oh. Yeah, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, say it. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, say it like we said it. Heck yeah. Uh, it's close enough. It'll do. It's the best they can do. Long sleeve trousers. Long sleeve trousers. So, last question. Which phobia would you like to have the least? Well, of all the ones you've listed. Yeah. Um, I think phobophobia would be the most stressful. Yeah. Yeah, because that's about everything, right? Well, there's fear of everything is panophobia. Oh, dear my. That's bad. Is that one of your phobias that you're going to discuss now? It's not, no. I can tell you um, regarding Scott's potential fear of um, of plows. <laughs> oh, 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 you're going back to that, are you, Ruben? Yeah. I don't have a fear of plows. I found some stuff on it. Did you? Oh, dear God. Yeah, so I, I, I fear... Wait, can I just point out, Scott, you know what we didn't hear while Ruben was researching? What? Any typing. Yeah, I'm discreet, you know me. Also, I have a very light and easy keyboard. <laughs> I, however, do not. <laughs> D- Scott, I don't think it's your keyboard that isn't light and heavy. I think that's your fingers. <laughs> Scott and his heavy fingers. 
I've got ma- I have got massive hands and fingers. Ladies! <laughs> if you're after a man with big hands and fingers, <laughs> look no further than Scott Copeland. <laughs> we, are not, we are not having this discussion, right? He also hates partially submerged shopping trolleys. Hi, ladies, I like long walks along the canal. <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks on the beach, just away from seaweed. <laughs> no wonder I'm single. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, why did why did the beach cry? Seaweed? No, because Scott likes walking along it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Classic me. Classic Sam. Classic Brown. I'm always pulling stunts like this. So. Panophobia. Fear of pans. May have originated from the Greek god Pan, who is the god of the wild. You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it, Peter. Stop it. I had, <laughs> I had months of being Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, panophobia. It's also known as omniphobia or pantophobia. Pantophobia. Oh, no, it's not. They suffer from one or more different phobias and remain in a constant state of fear, believing that there is a persistent evil or something terrible about to happen. Naturally, having this condition can be detrimental to success and deeply impact one's day-to-day life. Yeah, I would expect so. It's difficult to trace because if you're scared of everything, you don't remember how it started. Wow. Crikey. What a way to end my episode, Ruben. Thanks a bunch. I mean, yeah, sorry. Yeah, by, by Ruben talking. <laughs> can you do the one about plows now? Yeah, there, there isn't a specific one for plows, but there is um, ochophobia, which is the fear of vehicles. Okay. Which includes tractors in its description. <laughs> There is um there's even th- th- there's a fear of semi trucks which is um semi atrophobia and there is um a fear of farm related stuff which is thunderphobia thunderphobia fun like within like f u n fun for you and me well then thunderphobia what's point out I don't have a fear of plows so Scott's afraid of plows can I ask a question Scott yeah were you riding your bike barefoot I was wearing sandals ah. Uh... And socks. No, just sandals. Yeah. Okay, this story makes more sense now. Yeah, I wasn't wa- wasn't walking like riding through a pla like a barn with a plow in and he- and metal objects just with not nothing on. Oh yes, because that hefty sandal provided a lot of protection. Well, it could have done. It visibly didn't. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that's me over. I'm going now. See you next week, guys. <laughs> right, I'm going for another wee. <laughs> what have you been drinking? Fat fruit twist. Oh, fit. That's the yeah, answer. Thank God he's gone. And just like that, another episode is over. I hope you had as much fun as we did, and I'm looking forward to episode six, when we focus on the phobias that stood out most to Ruben. A quick plug time for a few of the projects going on outside of our little podcast here. Firstly, my very, very good friend Katie Saunders has recently started herself a YouTube channel, and this week I was the undebatable star of the show over there. So make sure you click the link in the podcast description and head over to her channel to see the looks of the Face for Radio trio. If you're into travel vlogs, then her channel is the place to be. She's got some really cool projects coming up, and I wouldn't want anyone to miss out on that, so you should definitely check the channel out. Our other plug this week is that our very own Scott Copeland. That's right, Scotty C., will take centre stage in a podcast titled That's Rough Buddy, hosted by another of our uni pals 
pals Caleb Patton. So if you're like me and just can't get enough of Scott's hyperactive and joyful views on life, then make sure you check that episode out, which should be airing very soon over on the That's Rough Buddy channel, a link to which will also be in the description down below. That's about all from me. Thank you for listening to me ramble on there, and I really hope to see you next time when we wrap up our Phobia mini-series. And with that, I will see you on the next episode of Face for Radio. Thank you.